When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. takes pity on us in the four o'clock when we can't get it because we embarrass ourselves enough and he decides all right you know what i'll give him a hint that is so damn strong it might even have the title of the movie in the song and this one did yeah this this has the main characters <laughs> saying the name of the movie in it well done there Midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's from Patrick the Idillionaire. He takes uh, jams from a particular soundtrack that inspired him for some reason or another. Uh, I can't wait to find out what this one is. <laughs> and uh, based on the selections that are played, Harge and I are supposed to gather clues and hint breadcrumbs that lead us to the featured film of Midweek movie music. And it's Coneheads. It is Coneheads. It came out 30 years ago this week. Unbelievable! You were so right about that. You're not sure if we've seen. It. I've seen it, but it's been a while. Yeah, it's it's, 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 yeah. it's been it's, a very it's an long obscure while. One. I see. I thought I thought you may be getting because the the yeah. Wayne's World. That you're both you're SNL not, right. SNL SNL they're both SNL movies. SNL so, bits that became movies. You're right. So I was like, yeah. there is a thread there. Wow, <laughs> that is fantastic. Yeah. That's, That's really good. good. Right that there, is man. really good. I'm not gonna lie to you. Now it actually does make sense now. Yeah, with the Coneheads thing. Yeah. Oh, that damn! I can't. I, I can see the other characters in the movie. It was, but that was. You know what? That was a great skit. That was. That was yeah, an that Chris Farley was in that movie. How many SNL skits have been made in the movies? Yeah, I mean a decent amount because some of them are like. And what's the best one? What's the best Wayne, SNL Wayne's skit? World's probably the up is there. Is that the top? Is that the one? Blues Brothers up there. Oh, Blues Brothers might be yeah, over Wayne's So, World. so those two are. I mean, but like, Ladies Man is one. Ladies Man. Is there was a an movie. It's Pat movie. There was oh, a Stuart Smalley movie. Wow. So they've made a number of them. Yeah, from those characters. Yeah. That's a that's a great point. There was supposed to be a Hans and Franz movie, but it never came out. They never made it. Oh, really? Like it was, it was, there was a script written for it, and I think on Conan O'Brien's podcast, they've gone back and like read the script <laughs> on the podcast. That is it. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I never... Yeah, that's a lot of movies that come came from those bits. I, yep. I ended up thinking about it, man. You just listed a bunch of them, too. Um, so, yeah, give it up. Cone Hits, that is the uh, featured movie, featured film of midweek movie music. And was there a sequel to Cone Hits? I feel I'm like pretty there's... sure that had to be a Cone Hits, too. Right? I'm sure. I did not watch it. I'm sure there was a yeah, sequel. It, it, well, no. Maybe there wasn't. I wasn't that deep into the Coneheads. Uh, but I, I will say that, man, that, that's how you know SNL at, at one point, and not, not dissing SNL now, but it was a force. 
right. at one point. Like, oh, my goodness. I, so, I still watch SNL. I still watch it. I, have, I still watch I, it I make time. sure I watch SNL. But it used to be... It, it used to be fire. It used to be like yeah. the, the, the dunk contest. It used to be yeah. star-studded with tons of talent. And now they still have good bits, but I don't know if they have the celebrity star power they once had. Well, no, I mean, they did. Like a few years ago, had way too much celebrity star power because it was like they just brought in celebrities. That is to true. To get, yeah. I, mean, I also, it's one of those things of getting older where they're just like, well, they're, it's not for me anymore. This is meant for people that like, it's it was meant for people that are 18 to 30. And like that audience, uh, it was straight white males 18 to 30 <laughs> for a very long time. And now it's like, Netflix. well, now we want to have more women in there. Yeah, we want to have this. And I'm uh, over 30. So I don't like, I basically all of the categories I've fallen out of what they're aimed at now. That's that. So they still have good sketches because they hit over everything. But there are some that are like, this is meant for somebody completely who, who I'm not. Yeah. Which I'll is fine. Have so somebody I, I'm completely I'll go, not. I'll go back and watch old episodes and be just fine happy. Yeah, no, the, I mean, you go look back and look at it. I mean, they had, like, legendary cast now in yeah. retrospect. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so uh, there you go. Coneheads is the featured film for Midweek Movie Music. Thanks to my man, Patrick. All right, spec text line 512-337-3776. Harsh Knock Life Harge is going to address the elephant in the room. There you go, course. the elephant in the room. Uh, the statement that was put out by our leaders here um, at the Austin Radio Network. Network. And if you missed that statement, go to social media. We read it earlier, but Harge is going to address it in Harge Knock Life. Correct. Um, because he wants to talk to the people um, that matter to him. That's, that's right. That's you people. That's you. You people. You, that's, that's the people I, that's, out that's, there. That's what I'm going to say, you people, yeah. and, and mean it in a nice way. You people. Yep. Uh, he cares a lot about, so he's going to give you all a message coming up in Harge Knock Life. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's talk some NFL here, gentlemen. Because uh, Dak Prescott, apparently, he made the news because last week, and I remember bringing it up, like, oh, man, uh, Dak Prescott last week, it was reported that he said that he was not going to throw 10 interceptions, that he was not going to throw double-digit yep. interceptions this upcoming season. We discussed and talked about it, and I think we were all in agreement, like, that sounds great. I mean, because Dak, that, he is not the type of quarterback that is irresponsible with the football, careless with the football ball security actually has been one of his best assets and traits as a quarterback mm-hmm. throughout his career. I can give you some numbers on that, but just getting to the statement here. So that was the quote that was out there. But turns out now uh, Nick Eatman of the DallasCowboys.com website says that's a misquote. That's a misquote, yep, guys. Yep, yep. He didn't say that. Here's the quote. This is what he actually said, or at least the, 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 the correct quote. Do I blame those receivers? No. Mike McCarthy, he said, Mike, does a, an amazing job mm-hmm. with receivers. They know where the hell to be, why to be, and when they're getting looked at. That's going to be a big jump, I think. We won't have those tipped, tipped <laughs> interceptions this year. And, and the quote going around was, we wouldn't have those 10 interceptions this year. So 10 he couldn't understand his speech? That's weird. Yeah, that's really 10 weird. 10 and 15. Yeah, first of all, he had 15. 10 he had and 15, tipped. He had 15 interceptions in the regular season, 17 in the the playoffs. How could the, what's the, how, that's, who misheard that? Tipped in 15? No, well, but, you can't say I won't have, he might, he could have said I'm not going to have more than 10, right? Well, the, well, I don't want to have any more if, of those if they heard, tips. If, if they heard the quote. <laughs> yeah, I know what they, you're saying. I'm like, trying oh, to help I just, I just misheard that. It's like, <laughs> we won't have those tipped interceptions. 
We won't have those 10 and it's 15. We won't have those 15. What? I don't know. That's weird to me. We won't have those 10. Who speaks like that? We no one. When I, when I recite stats, I do. We won't have those 10-plus interceptions this year. What? <laughs> do yeah. you, you don't know how many interceptions you had? Um, yeah. So here's the deal. That's weird. When I went back and I looked at it, he said 15 and 12 games last season, as you pointed out, That's especially bad. ones that were off deflections. Mm-hmm. So for him to say, oh, yeah, I'm going to cut down those because what are you saying? The wide receivers wasn't running the right routes? Because you said they know where and why to be there. He's they know where to be. They know why to be. I think he's saying they drop him. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, what what are we doing? That's the criticism. I think the criticism is he's saying they know where to be. They're, they're, they're where they're supposed to be. They're dropping the ball or in tipping it, and that's leading to interceptions. How mm. many do we know the fact of how many of those? I, I do remember I tests watching Cowboys games that there were multiple interceptions that went off Kyle receivers' hands. Like five yeah. or six times. Yeah, but the problem is two things. Number one, mm. you you forced it there. there you yes. did force it in there. That happens. Number one. Number two, you also uh, – that means that you weren't hitting them in the hands. You know what I'm saying? They was probably out of reach. That one, Noah Brown, that should have been an intercept. That, that should have been caught. Noah Brown's tip to where he lost the game, and everybody wanted to focus on that. Not the fact that the defense gave up a lot of points during that time and the fact that the dude dropped the ball, mm-hmm. period. So let's give him some of that. But 15, we've talked about this at nauseum. He's not going to be that guy. That's not who he is. That's not who he tends to be. But I do like what Patrick said. If he gets to eight, do we get nervous? Well, now, no, because he's not saying that at all. He's just saying. They're trying to correct something? I think they're trying to protect him? I think they are trying to protect him. So that's what I'm saying. Do we look at him? When he gets to eight, do we start watching him a little bit more and say, see, he really did say he's not going to have 10 interceptions. And now now I'm wondering, okay, because this is the Dallas Cowboys. Of course. Where, Where was Dak when the quote was actually said and how many members of the media were actually there because members of the media usually have recordings they have their yeah. own you know they, and I, our dude chill hill it was there he I works know, at the former star and telegram wonder, yeah, it, this, yeah that would be i'm texting them during the break i'm texting them during the break they would be like hey guys we don't we don't need that audio out there we're gonna put it I, yeah. I don't know if they they go that deep I don't know if I go. I'm going that deep on the conspiracy theory yeah, on going, the grassy knoll. I'm, I'm going. I'm going there. I'm about to. I'm there about has to, to be them. either either they got all the media on the same page to go with this. Um, you know, this uh, like you said, maybe they're 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 trying to have Dax back, and they don't want him to end up in some controversy because yeah, he gets eight interceptions next year, halfway through the season, and start freaking out. Or that actually was a misquote, and somebody misheard, tipped. Uh, interceptions and they they thought they heard ten plus interceptions. I will say, if he is eight interceptions in halfway through the season, people will still be a bit worried. Yes. Whether he said ten plus or not, because he had fifteen last year, and people said that was too many. So, and if there is seventeen games in a season and halfway through he's already got eight, yeah, where we're gonna say, oh, he's gonna have he's gonna have sixteen interceptions. Yeah, I was. Yeah, you're right. I'm, That's more than last year. That is. He will. He. I don't think he'll have anything close to that. I really don't. That is not in Dak's nature. That's not who he is. We've been saying that for years. I, I'll give you the numbers, but Dak, if you go look at Prescott's 1.7 interception rate over the first six six seasons of his career, would rank fifth best all time, just ahead of Tom Brady. He is not a turnover prone quarterback. That's just not. In, this was the. This was an outlier. But if it happens again, yeah, uh, then y'all got a problem.
And you got to figure something out. I don't think Dak will be that guy. Um, and you have a new play caller in Mike McCarthy. Yep. And they want to run the ball more. So apparently Dak will be less exposed anyway. Mm-hmm. But yeah, tipped. Um, and misqu- 10. Tipped, tipped in 10, 10 plus. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's weird. It is a very strange it's situation. Strange. It's strange. But I'm all in. Uh, yeah, oh, you got to be. Yeah, I'm all you're in. Drinking, you're drinking the Kool-Aid. I, I, was, I was looking at the stadium yesterday. Mm-hmm. Looking like, man, that's, that's number championships over there coming this year. State championship games for the Texas high school football. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, man, ain't number championships gonna be happening over there. Oh. Uh, yeah, state championships will be played. Yeah. Title town exactly. down there in, in detail. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right, no man, high expectations for the Cowboys. No and doubt, they're gonna need Zach Martin if they're going to achieve those expectations and uh, achieve all those goals. Zach Martin is considering holding out. Right now, um, he's going to make $7 million less than the NFL's top-paid guard mm-hmm. in 2023. His average salary is around $14 million. Remember, he signed in 2018, signed a new deal, a six-year, $84 million deal. He did restructure um, this past season's salary, sorry, this season's salary coming up with basically they paid him a, a bonus form. They paid him $12 million of his like $14 million salary. Mm-hmm. He's going to get basically a $1.7 million salary and a couple of other bonuses, and he'll have an $11 million cap hit instead of having that huge cap hit. So they did restructure him, but he wants a new deal. He, he does a deal. want a new deal. Yeah, and the Cowboys have And 20, deserves 20, it. Yeah, he deserves it. He got a 99 today on Madden. He And this is when he announced that I may be holding out. He's a Hall of Famer. And he, pro, he changed his profile pick. To Madden ninety nine, and he's standing there like this. He got his arms oh, crossed, really? like yeah, on the social media. Page? Yeah, so he's playing the game with them as well. Look, Zach Martin is, as you said, a Hall of Famer. He's one of the best to ever do it in this game, and he deserves to make the money. And if you're gonna pay people, I thought from what we were doing, you're paying linemen. That's who it should be. Yeah. So that's the that's the frustrating part for me is. They need to go ahead and take care of this because you need Zach Martin. We've already been playing musical chairs on the offensive line for the Dallas Cowboys. It's a frustrating thing to watch, but last year I thought they did they they maneuvered it well. Mm-hmm. But Zach Martin is the glue to your line of scrimmage, period. And he deserves to be paid as such. Yeah, he wants to skip the line. Yep. Um cuz he got his did deal it for in 2018. Yeah, good for him because we look at um the guys the Cowboys got to pay. I mean, guess Micah's going to be the highest-paid defensive player in the history of the game. Mm-hmm. Trevon Diggs is going to be the highest-paid corner potentially when he gets his deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and CD's got to get a deal. CD's got to get number one wide receiver money. That's a lot of deals. Yeah, you got coming yeah. up. Hey, and then you got to figure out what you're going to do with that number two wide receiver because you're probably not keeping Brandon Cooks. So mm. do you sign somebody else? You got to hope drafting? Gallup. Hope Gallup. Like mm-hmm. shows up, as, shows up, and as then you got to pay number three because we know you have three wide receivers now. And hope one of those tight end steps, tight end step up for you, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. give you a little bit of a value. You know, you're right. There are a lot of guys that are about to get paid for the Cowboys. It's a good thing because you've developed the talent you drafted. But man, you're about to have some really you know outstanding contracts. So this is the year. You still got a bit of a bargain on all those guys. This is the year. Yeah, you got to go. You got to go after them. But here's the deal. For me, when it comes to the Cowboys and who they're going to pay, we've all talked about how 
who who is going to be the guy that you want to break the bank for? Who is going to be the guy that you sit there, not necessarily break the bank, but is going to give you that hometown deal? I think from what everybody's looking at, I don't think anybody's giving away deals anymore. No. There's nobody that is going to take a discount on their worth anymore. They Mm. shouldn't. They should not. No. Because the league has shown you that if you give them a discount, they will – Put you off to the side. I'm trying to think of the last hometown discount, big time hometown discount in the NFL. I mean Brady. Yeah, he kept Brady doing is, it. He yeah, did it mean, year Brady, after I mean, year it, after year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I would give it to him just solely on that. And the Patrick Mahomes name. is too, to be quite Mahomes honest with you. Doing it to him yeah, right now. It, it's it's one of those ones that it didn't seem like it at first, but the fact that he's still playing under that contract is. Yeah, and oh, those are the yeah. things that I've been talking about. Like when you start looking at the money part of it, people are now looking and saying, you know what? I'm going to get my bread because you don't know how things flip on you real quick. They are getting a lot of money, though, because of what you said earlier, and this is something I brought up with Christian McCaffrey. They're turning it into the signing bonus. It's just not a salary. Yes. They're, you know, they're, they're, you're getting your bread, getting your guaranteed bread, but you're getting it in a different way. Yeah, more upfront. But I know it's frustrating because you get it, you get your bonus, and then on Sunday or Tuesday when check day is, you're like – Hey, my check looks small. Because well, you forget about that money that you already got. And maybe that's what the, the, the running backs need to start going for. Short-term deals where just just give me the money literally in a bonus, and mm-hmm. I'll take yeah. a, I'll take the I'll base rolling. salary pretty much. Just give me a big-time and, bonus. And the problem is with some of those <laughs> deals is, as far as I understand how cash over cap works, and you can make different things move, the whole deal with cash over cap is extending longer-term deals so that you have you, more flexibility. You, you move so basically around. on your salary cap, a $25 million salary bonus over five years means it's on your books for $5 million a year because it's spread out. You can mm-hmm. spread it out throughout the five years. So if you only if you give them $25 million in two years, then you're still paying that money up front. So it's even if you're really only paying them twenty five for two years yep. and you're just going to fake it out in those last three, then you, it doesn't do the same thing. So it'll be interesting, but I do think – there will be a way that they'll kind of figure it out in signing bonuses and, yep. and a way of like, oh, no, we can do this, and then y'all are not really on the cap as much, and we can sneak around it. and So we can pay you when you're happy, and we have a happy locker room, and you know, mm. but we're still not taking up our cap space. Yeah, well, that's not happening with Saquon Barkley no. right now. Um, he and the Giants could not come to a compromise, and it looks like he's going to either have to play on the franchise tag or – the nuclear option. Uh-huh. He's going to decide to Le'Veon Bell it. Remember, Le'Veon Bell did that one year, decided, you know what? I'm not playing on a franchise tag. I'm just not going to play. And yeah. he, did, he did get signed by the Jets, actually, uh, that next year. Uh, but I believe, embarrassingly, he only averaged like 3.2 yards per carry after that. And Le'Veon Bell pretty much uh, set the standard for why running backs don't sit out yeah. that entire season. Um, but here is Saquon Barkley. He was uh, on a podcast, a multicast, more I should say, um, and he was being asked about his contract negotiation situation with the Giants. Um, here is a Saquon Barkley talking about his options. This, I could say F- you to the Giants. I could say F- to my teammates and be like, you want me to show you my worth? You want to show you how much how valuable I am to the team? I won't show up. Right. I won't play it down. And that's a that's a that's a that's a play I can use. Do I? Anybody knows me, knows that's not something I want to do. But like, it's something that has it something that crossed my mind. It's like I has never, to. I never thought I would ever do that. But like now, I'm at a point where it's like, Jesus, like I, I might have to 
take it to this level? And like, am I willing, am I prepared to take it to the level? I don't know. That's something I got to sit down and like, I got to sit talk to my family. I got to sit down and talk to my team. Got to really, you know, strategize about this. Can't just like go off of emotion. There you go. It's at least a consideration, something he's got to, you know, look at and research whether it, that him, that's at the nuclear option, him just sitting out the whole entire season because he doesn't want to play on the franchise tag is worth it for him. I don't ever think that's worth it. I, I know you want to make a statement and I agree. And, you know, it's upsetting that the running back market is so depressed and broken. Um, but that's just the reality of it right now. I don't necessarily think his gesture is going to matter all that much. Yeah. Uh, in the end, it's going to hurt him more than it hurts the franchise. It hurt the team, too. Of course, the team is going to be hurt because he's the guy. Uh, but I think he ends up being hurt more than the team in yeah. that situation. Well, because we've First already time, said you're money. Yeah, and, <laughs> and you are a dying breed. Uh, to a certain point. Yeah, so sure. you have to make sure that you maximize the money. If you are going to have, what is it, $10 million is the, the salary cap right now? I mean, the franchise, franchise tag yeah. for you. Don't you want to get that $10 million? Because I don't think you're ever going to get that back, number one. Number two, do a hold-in like they were talking about. Mm-hmm. Go 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 there and practice on the side like Debo Samuel. Go with, like Deshaun Watson did. I like that. I mean, go there and just be there. But, hey, and your teammates already know who you are, and your teammates are businessmen as well. They know, hey, man, I can't talk about another man's pocket because I'm trying to make sure when I get to that level, mm-hmm. I get my money too. So if I'm going to be a guy that's going to say, well, you're not, I, I'm not going to do that, to his, to his point, I'm 40% of your offense, 40% of your offense from last year. You think Daniel Jones is that good without Saquon Barkley? No way. But you just paid him. Mm-hmm. Get, Saquon, I don't know what the number is, what's the right number, but it's definitely more than $10 million. Uh, it, it, it should be 13 to where Bijan is right now as a rookie. I'm not, take, I'm not looking at Bijan's money, but Saquon's been in the league, and they went through a list today. The only year that he didn't play 13 games was the year that he was out for the entire season. Mm. Every year he plays at least 13. No, I, I don't disagree with that, but the problem is he's he's considered geriatric in the running back world because he's already 27. I don't, no. People don't like it. No. It's insensitive. Um, when Leonardo DiCaprio won't date women because <laughs> they're older than 26 years old, that's basically the way the NFL looks at the running back position. They don't want to date you right. if you're basically past 27 years old. Let's go look at all the running backs who are in purgatory right now. Uh, Saquon Barkley, how old is he? 27. 27, yeah. Uh, Dalvin Cook. He's still entertaining options and uh, offers because he can't find one he likes because nobody wants to offer him the kind of money he believes he's valued at. Ran for 1,000 yards last season, 4.5 yards to carry, 27. Mm-hmm. Joe Mixon just took a pay cut. Why? Because he's 26. Because he's like, I'm going to get cut as soon as I turn 27. Yep. Kareem Hunt turned 27, and the Cleveland Browns are like, yeah, we ain't re-signing you. You can go. And he's still 27. nobody as well. Right? And why? Because he's yeah. 27. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, John, I, I, right now, um, Tony Paul is 26. Cowboys have decided, yeah, we're going to franchise tag you, but we're not offering you a long-term deal because you're about to be 27. Mm-hmm. Austin Eckler, he's complaining. Why? He's 28. He's real old for a running back now. 
And <laughs> you go look at guys like, you know, when Leonard Fournette was cut, he was released at 28. Cowboys cut Zeke. How old was he? 27. Yep. That is the That's number. That's the number, 227. The, 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 an, the analytics have already said that if you look <laughs> at running backs overall, um, since you go back all the way back to 2001, their careers peak at age 27, and their production drops by 15% at 28, 25% at 29, 40% by the time they turn 30. That is gospel for the NFL. So like Leonardo DiCaprio, they don't like them. <laughs> And he said, gotta, stay, anyway. gotta stay after them young. After twenty six, yeah. yeah. Like, don't even talk to Leo. Don't yeah. even flirt with him. <laughs> he won't. Have, he won't even look at you. He's no not matter expanding. How, pretty, how sexy you are, pretty you are, he can be in love with you. As soon as your birthday hits and you twenty seven, Leo, yeah. like I'm. I'm sorry. It's just. It's not me. It's you. No. And he's like, really? No, it's you. You're 27. I, can't, I gotta go. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's this. So, this is a very interesting um, thought process about the running back position. The running back position is not used the way it was, and you've talked about this. The NFL is forever changing, and it's all going to the quarterback and the wide receiver, and sometimes the tight end if you're a flex tight end like mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey. But tackles. The, or tackles. Uh, uh, left yeah. tackles. Yeah. you got to protect the backside, and you got to go get mm-hmm. him from the backside. But you sit here and you look at this team, and you, I mean uh, the running back position, and Derrick Henry said, maybe we should just get rid of it. You remember that time when, oh, what's the big tight end? Jimmy Graham? I remember that. Jimmy Graham wanted to get paid as a wide receiver because mm-hmm. he said he did more than that. Maybe they need to put themselves down as a uh, utility player. Then running back needs to be a utility because if you go out there and you become that guy that can catch passes, block, and you can run the ball, Debo Samuel, somebody that they were trying to flip them to. You have to change the CBA to do you have, it. Though. Yeah, I know, 2030. He ain't gonna be able to get there, so, yeah. but they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to do some emergency meetings or something because <laughs> this is uh, this is not a but good. The look problem for is them. nobody cares about running backs case that much except for running backs. Yeah, the yeah. quarterbacks don't care about that much. Wide receivers are like, nah, we getting paid, we good. I want to see what I want to see paid. what happens in in yeah. New York this year. I want to see what happens in New York if he decides he's not gonna play. I, I don't. I think he'll play. I mean, the, smartly. The, the, less, the Le'Veon the Bell lesson is he set out his franchise tag. He signed with um, the Jets. Yep. Right. Um, and he signed for I think a, it was a good deal, thirteen million I think per year. That was a that was a big was deal. A gr- for him. Yeah, it was a great. Um, deal. Average three point two yards per carry that year. <laughs> and ever since then, running a lot of running backs like I don't know if I want to sit out a whole year because their shelf life and their lifespan is so short. Um, okay. I think he didn't care though. I think Le'Veon mm-hmm. Bell got to the point where it was like I don't even care about football like that no more. Remember because he was boxing, he was rapping, <laughs> he was doing all these other things, and I was like. <laughs> Dude, you got away. Remember, he was on his jet ski all the time. People were talking about he like, man, this dude don't look like he gonna be in football shape. He wasn't. He was not. That's mm-hmm. why he had that three point two. Yeah, Saquon looks like he puts in that work. That's though. real. I yeah. agree with that one hundred percent. All right, what you got coming up for the people in Harsh Knock? I'm just gonna address the elephant in the room as we did earlier, but I just want to speak my side of things and mm-hmm. want to basically thank everyone for the support that they have given me in this year and a half here. At the Horn. Nice. For shizzle. It's going to be a must-listen radio. Coming up next, Harsh Knock Life on 104.9 The Horn. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike, you have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks. But in front of you, I'm gonna speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problem. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! 
Welcome back to the midweek movie edition of Ball Don't Lie. It's your boy Hardball Hards. You can follow me on Twitter at Hardball Hards. You can follow my man Rob Babers at Rob Babers. And, of course, you can follow the man behind the glass at It's Patrick Davis. We also love it when you're a part of the show, and we appreciate the text that we have been getting from you. But hit us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. And the midweek movie (laughs) – uh, edition is Coneheads. 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 And, you know, when Coneheads came out, and that was part of uh, SNL, as we talked about, it was kind of a weird situation, right? Uh-huh. Like, it was like, wait a minute, we got aliens that are here, there's <laughs> terrestrial life that have now come down to the Earth, and mm-hmm. now they're going to be doing different things. And I take that back to our little story. Mm-hmm. You know, Rod, you spoke on this. Patrick, you spoke on this as well. We didn't know what we were going to be when this show started. Mm. We knew we were going to have fun. We knew we were going to bring different personalities. Um, Rod has always been from the Rodcast and all his other things. He's always been able to hold things down and and been able to to, uh, organize everybody and make sure that's his teaching part of him. You know what I'm saying? He's a, he's a, he's a education major. So he knows how to organize and put things in places, which is why he can find his papers anywhere that he needs them. So I appreciate that about Rod. And I learned a lot about Rod during this show. Um, learned a lot about Patrick. You talked about it, Rod, a minute ago, you talked about how Patrick does everything. everything. When I first met Patrick was a couple years ago and I didn't know who he was. I see him at the press conferences. I just knew the dude was busy the entire time. <laughs> he Every always time. looks busy. The dude was busy. Patrick always looks busy. I'm like I see him when I get there, yeah. and at the end, he's doing stuff, tearing stuff look, down, Rod. moving down. It's probably yeah. Costanza. He probably got that from Costanza. He look busy. <laughs> no way nobody bothers him. <laughs> I'm like, hey, okay. And then I find out who he is. I'm like, oh, okay. Patrick Davis works with Craig, doing all this stuff. And I was like, okay, now I'm piecing all these people together. And for a long time being in this market, uh, my very first experience here was with our man Sean Adams. And yeah, Sean man. Adams' unfortunate uh, uh, passing, he was the person who actually would bring me in whenever his co-host would be out during that time. Even when he was doing the Adams Theory, when he was solo, kind of like you, the Rodcast, mm-hmm. he would bring me in and I was kind of his baseball guy he would get my thoughts on the cowboys and things and sean was like a brother you know what i'm saying because me and him were together every day Mm -hmm. we were together every single day and uh there was there was something about the radio thing he kept telling me you're gonna end up getting into it i know it make sure of it eventually (laughs) wow uh i ended up getting into it uh over at the other place and you know time passes things happen but you understand to your point you understand how to uh, cultivate relationships. You you meet people, and I tell I've been telling my kids that forever. Hell, my wife used to be one of the shyest people on earth. Like she was always shy. Can't be but shy. once you knew her, you 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 huh. got to know her. But yeah. now I'm trying to get her back to that point because <laughs> she's been around me so long that she is just like boom, Social let's go. Yeah, now. she can get it in. Go, yeah, man, we're gonna do this. I'm doing this, and like she's flourished in 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 her position. <laughs> but that is why you you want to be around people that are gonna make you better. Mm-hmm. Um, I had opportunities to go different places prior to coming here. I was somewhere else at that time, but it just didn't feel right. This felt right. Mm. This 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 transition 
to come into the horn, number one, I got to achieve a bunch of things that I really wanted to do for a long time. Wanted to do a show with you. I wanted mm, to be mm. at the horn. I got a chance to work with my man Craig Way, get That's to do up. some games yeah. with Craig. And I, I knew Craig, but I didn't know Craig. Now I know Craig. Hmm. Now I know Craig very well. Uh, Chad, always been a fan of Chad. Mm-hmm. Me and Chad, when I first met Chad, me and Chad were at a party together for his wife, Wendy, and and my friend Leslie, they worked together. Didn't know it. Heard Chad talk. I said, hey, man, are you Chad Hastings? <laughs> and he was looking at me like, uh, how should I answer this? How should I answer <laughs> Do you like Chad Hastings? <laughs> yeah. uh, how he's do you like, feel about him? He's like, yeah. I was like, bro. You think he's an a-hole? Yeah. Then no, I'm not. Now. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> you've been, <laughs> you been in this party with me the whole time, and me and you haven't talked this entire time, and now I realize it's you, and now I'm finna hmm. talk to you the whole time. Yeah. So I got a chance to hang out with him. Obviously, I knew hmm. That's crazy. E. Hogan and Bucky and everything. Bucky, Bucky was at the filming of The Rookie when I was there. He was there as someone in the stands and being a part of it. That's how I met Bucky. That because of the movie what? The Rookie. Damn. Yeah. I did not know that. But I listened to him for a long time. I, I had listened to him for a long time. And Zay, man, this the crew of people that I've had been blessed to work with mm. is something that I'm always gonna take with me. There's not been, you know, every day hasn't been rainbows and sunshine. It has been rough at times. And the last month especially has been really, really rough and Mm. tough for a lot of people because I know how hard everybody works here. It's not a just, let's show up and fake it and then get up out of here. No, there is a grind that goes into being able to talk about this. Mm. And the one thing that hurts the most is, yes, us going to be apart from each other. The thing that hurts the most is the people that listen to us every single day, that plan their day around our conversations and knowing what time. We've heard people when we've been out, uh, one of our listeners told us, my daughter, every time she gets in the car, by the time she gets in the car, she hears, and Rod Babers, and they came up and told us that story <laughs> yeah, that about how that story. happens. Yeah. And they plan things That's around cool. listening to our story, and they feel like they know us. That's the part that I'm going to miss because mm. those people make us help us do what we do every day. They're the reason why we come in here. We could be doing all kinds of different things, but we know that they want to hear local people mm. that they can relate to mm. and do the things the right way. Mm. So that is why this has been a tough, tough time around here. And I appreciate every single person that has come up to me, text me. Uh, I was out and people had already heard and people are coming up. What's next? What's next? I have no idea what's next. I know that I wasn't uh, privy to some of the conversations, but I do know this. On August the 1st, this will be the ball don't lie will be no more. Hmm. And that is unfortunate. I appreciate the work. I appreciate you taking the time to meet with me, Rod, and feel like I was going to be a good person to be your co-host because you have been in this game for a long time. You've been with different people, so you know the professionalism in which you're looking for, and I hope that I brought that to you. More than that, brother. Patrick, I appreciate you because. Good, bro. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I appreciate you more than you know. Because you have been, you have been a genuine soul as a human being. And it's hard in this business. And I learned that quickly (laughs) that everybody is not who they seem to be. (laughs) And I learned a long time ago. And when they show you who you are, believe them. And you showed me who you were from the very beginning. And I believe you. (laughs) And I appreciate you. You know, I love you, brother. Well said, man. Well said, brother. I appreciate the people here. And it it's just tough because there's so many good hearted people that are not gonna be able to tell their truths every day. Hmm. There'll be some opportunities for some. There'll be opportunities for a few. But like the listeners, I was one. I was a listener from the very beginning, 20 years ago. Um, and it's going to suck not hearing everybody do their thing because I know how hard everybody works. That's what's up. So I appreciate y'all. Um, I appreciate the work. I appreciate us being able to share our views on certain things because we don't agree all the time. We don't mm-hmm. see things the same way, Mm-mm. but we give each other the opportunity to explain what they see. And that is what the people appreciate from us, the authenticness, mm-hmm. because we don't come out here and fake it. We give it to you as raw as we can because it's the things that we see and it's the way that we go about our work. And we just hope, that for this year and a half and for the rest of the time here, you guys understand that we gave it our all. And that's what we're going to continue to do. No matter what happens, Hmm. we're going to continue to work hard and give you what you deserve. Hmm. And that's the truth. So I appreciate y'all. Thank you. And I wasn't supposed to go to that level. No, that's good, man. But I had to get it out. No, you had to, man. No. So Um, appreciate y'all. The listeners appreciate. We love you too, brother. No doubt, man. I appreciate you, it. You are. Yeah, I love I love you guys, man. You guys are family to me now. Yep. So, uh, and that was beautiful. Appreciate it. Got nothing else I can say after that. Appreciate it. Um, and all the texts coming in. You guys are very kind. Yeah, appreciate, appreciate y'all. Appreciate all that. And yeah, Harge Cares, man, it's uh, something that matters to all of us. It's unfortunate that these shows have the lifespan that they do. Yep. Good things do come to an end. Uh, you can be sad. Yep. It's, it's okay to be sad, um, but... 
uh, I am happier that I got a chance to work with the crew than I am sad about it ending. Correct. So, you and know. it ain't like y'all ain't gonna see us. We still boys. <laughs> hard, and and, and hard is gonna hard is gonna be available to yeah. you in some other way, diversifying his skill set. I guarantee you, and so will I. One thing I can so do is diversify. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, man. It's uh, like I said, it, it it is sad, but it. it it, it's sad because the connection that we all had, our connection here in this studio, but also the connection that we have with the listeners out there. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we're going to lose that connection and we'll have to form a new one. But no that's, what, that's what life's about. That's what it's all about. Um, unfortunately, because of different circumstances, we have connections with people we care about and that it ends. And that's part of life. That's why you got to maximize that time together. So it's Word. okay. It's all right. I know everybody's sad about it, but be happy because... We we did. I wanted to just do a great show. My, you know, I care about the product, man. No doubt. I just want to do a damn good show. That's what matters to me. When I don't do a damn good show, we don't yep. have one. Yep. It, I take it home at night. It bothers me. I get up in the morning, work even harder to yep. make sure we plan a damn good show. It matters to everybody in this room. Patrick gets up. I, I get texts. We got a text chain that is blowing up all the damn time. Yeah. Either Harge or Patrick. <laughs> I usually try to keep it to morning time. Yeah. These guys are always sending stories. Hey, we're getting to this topic like this um, because uh, they're always thinking about the listeners. No you doubt. You guys matter to, to us a lot. No doubt. And, um, yeah, it's just it's sad. Like I said, you guys still are going to be family to us. You got to find us in another way. Though. Exactly. And it'll be in another different form. But that's okay. That's how um, we do it. Yeah, it's all right, man. That's yep. uh, like I said, it's 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 sad, but um don't be sad because it's ending. Be happy because it happened. Yep. And it did. It was damn good. Good damn good radio ball, don't lie. Every from day one. It was day one. Fun. No, day one was a little rough. Yeah. <laughs> but but like oh, day yeah, six day, on, yeah. we were pretty good. Day one what was a little bit one? rough. I don't know. I feel I feel like it took us a minute. Well, remember I, I, think, I think we got into it pretty quick considering most shows. You know, like a month in, you're still like, all right, I think I know this guy's rhythms. Yeah. We got into it pretty quick, but yeah, they, I mean, we still- Didn't we start like Black History Month or something? Yeah, it was. It was. It, was. <laughs> it definitely I, was. All I remember. It's all I remember yeah. about the start. Was, I think it was like around Black History Month. It definitely was. I remember was. making jokes about that. Well, because remember that one day I came in late because I wasn't even supposed to be here that day. And because I had another previous uh, yeah, uh, court I situation. I remember this. And when I came in, I was like, bruh. I guess we're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. We got a yeah. premature okay. I yeah. do remember that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. okay, guys. I was told I can go, so let's go. It goes by quickly. Yeah, um, but uh, Horach, you are, like I said, man, you're, you're one of the most genuine human beings I've ever gotten a chance to work with. You care about relationships. I, I, I jokingly just said out of just observing, Horach knows every damn body, and now I know why. Yeah, I appreciate that, because bro. Because... Every, Harsh treats everybody like family and he cultivates those relationships and that's why everybody's like oh I know Harsh they jump oh I know Harsh yeah and I'm like oh that's my like I, that's my dog that's my yeah, friend that's my dog I know him that's right because Harsh does treat everybody like a friend that's no one doubt. of his superpowers no doubt um, so we appreciate your uh, your genuine you know re- thoughts there brother appreciate that was, it, that was great alright uh, thanks for all your your, uh, your comments on the Specs text line. Keep them coming. 512-337-3776. I guess we're counting down now. Really, in the, <laughs> I don't is, know. I don't know, man. Are we going, I, I don't the, even know how we're going to What are we going to do for like the last episode? Are we gotta, now we got to do something that kind of builds to a crescendo. We, we got to do something. What are we doing in the last episode? We're going to do it like the Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> just go black. Just, <laughs> just, out of there, dog. Just go right. silent. Just Sopranos, go silent. Sopranos, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I got I to come up with something we got to do because yeah, now there's a build up for the last 
episode in the last week. It's more like Green Mile. I know. It's the last episode. <laughs> it's more like the Green Mile. Are we walking mile. the Green Mile right You're now? You're walking the Green Mile. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, who's John Coffey? He's so good. John Coffey. He's a nice person. I'm, he didn't even do it. He didn't even do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Uh, all right. We'll figure out something, though. Uh, all right. That's good stuff there. We come back. We got a little off the record on the side. Right here on Bar Don't Lie. I want D Mega Doodoo, I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get they bring the egg comb. Well, congratulations. Continue good sex in the sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live! I can I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. So apparently, and this comes from KN, KNTV, um, apparently there is, um, uh, the, there's still an open investigation on a Tupac murder? Yep. Well, it should be because it's unsolved. Um, but there is a report that Las Vegas police raided in uh Basically, a raid a raid took place in Vegas in connection with the unsolved Tupac murder. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said basically it's in connection to the wife of a guy who says he was in the car with a man who shot and killed the late rapper. Damn, that's a lot of degrees. Yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> right? The wife of a guy who was in the car with a man who shot and killed <laughs> Tupac. Okay. Right? Like, okay, what well, any lawyer worth his salt can get that, you know, get no at least doubt. A reasonable doubt there. Uh, TMZ has confirmed the address was where Vegas Metro executed a search warrant Monday night. Um, it's owned by a woman. They say Paula Clemens, who's married. Uh, we've learned to Keefe D. I have no mm-hmm. idea who that is. They're still, they're still looking for who killed Pac. They, I mean, there you go. Listen, I, I saw somebody put this out there, and I was glad to see it. This has to have legitimacy if they're going to sign off on it. If the um, the judge would sign off on that happening, because for the most part, everybody's like, "Come on, man, you got a probable cause. You got a hat. Come yeah. on, what is? I mean, really? We waited all this time, and you're going to come out here and tell us that? But the judge firmly believes for them to sign off on this that they need to go ahead and have that uh, signed off so they can go and do it. But here's the other part of it: maybe the judge is part of the conspiracy. <laughs> Maybe they're keeping it going. Like well, they knew, like, they know something well, that happened. Which, which Tupac conspiracy? There's like a bunch of them. The one in Vegas. That's huh? why they're doing it in Vegas. That's they a, know they, in connection to who? To somebody else. There's the Suge uh, conspiracy else. theory. Yeah. There's the Puff Daddy conspiracy theory. Big and that crew. I'm more part of the Puffy than I am Suge now. Yeah, after watching some of the things Puffy's well, been. There's going the through. gang conspiracy theory that yep. you know Suge Knight was a blood and it was just Crips. That's good. A bunch of, it, it, it's like four or five different conspiracy theories as to why Top Pac got shot. Think we can. Uh, Figure that one out quick. Well, and I will say, there's two or things. Not. One, <laughs> one, Suge Knight is in jail now, so you may uh, get some informant thing from Suge if he oh, had anything to do uh-huh. with it. Or mm-hmm. if you watch any true crime stuff, you basically found out that the forensic stuff is getting crazy good now. And they're just be like, well, they solved this 40-year-old mur- uh, murder. And you're like, how'd they do it? And they're like, oh, well, we just have this machine butt. now. <laughs> and we just put it in this machine, and it told us exactly who did it. Yeah, just kept and like a... They also have evidence. that uh, yeah. the genetic... 
the the tracing it through your genetics. So yes. that there's those like Ancestry.com now. Yeah. They can get your 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 nephew or co- four cousins. Yeah, third cousin so it could or be something, something yeah. like that where they had a piece of DNA or some evidence and they never let anybody know. And then they were like, oh, well now we now we have an idea of who it is. Because yeah. we know who at least the shooter was. So we know somebody had DNA tied to a bullet we found or something like that. No, you're right. It could be that. Yeah. I was just surprised. I thought it was a cold case. Is they call it a cold case? Yeah. Yep. Yep. done with. Still looking for Tupac's murderer. Still, hey. There you go. Well, they need to go ahead and find OJ they- and see if they can go find uh, Nicole's too. Uh, Nicole Brown Simpson yeah. and uh, Ronald Goldman? Yeah. Yeah. They need to do mm. that too. Is that still an open case, technically? I mean, I They guess- still ain't found the killers. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, <laughs> Man, just because you were found not guilty don't, don't make you innocent, OJ. True. Right. But he said he was going to go look for him, too. Uh, remember, remember that they had DNA evidence. And remember, Johnny Cochran was so damn good. It was the beginning of the DNA evidence mm-hmm. era. Yeah. So people didn't understand. They thought it was like witchcraft. And turns out it's probably the most solid form of evidence we yeah. have. And people didn't know about it. And no. he basically was able was to also explain like, it away. He's like, look at this this guy over here yeah. named Furman. Uh, oh, what a racist. <laughs> you guys, he planted this DNA. You don't know what DNA it is. It doesn't matter. But he did it. He did it. That's right. <laughs> it turns out, we don't know if he planted the DNA, but he was racist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or at least, there's some tendencies. He had some tendencies. Allegedly. He moved to like Coeur d'Alene, Idaho after that, yeah, actually. Let's put it this way. He's 2023 uh-huh. racist for sure, because if he was like 1995 racist, <laughs> you're definitely 2023 racist. <laughs> that means I don't, that's right, you're right. That's, that's right. I don't use the N-word with the hard E-R. All right, that was back <laughs> yeah, then. I was, like, no, no, no. I was like, oh, I said, I just said it to some friends. They're like, well, they're friends. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, that is so true. All right, we come back. Uh, we'll get into uh, some NFL. Oh, sorry, college football. Let's go college yeah. football. We got pro football focus, preseason all Big 12 team. Uh, Texas Tech's AD taking a shot at Texas and Georgia players. Very complimentary of a new Longhorn they got via the transfer portal. We'll talk about all that more right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 The Horn.